Welcome, everybody, to the first or maybe second episode after Coheed Decembria. This is Five Songs or Less. This week we're talking about Zayo. That cute little boy right over there, that's Dante. He's waving. Hi, everybody. Hey. Uh, Dante, I punished you with Zayo. I forgot how we do these intros after a whole month of not having to do them. Oh, wasn't it nice? (laughs) Vacation, all I ever wanted. Uh, Hey, how's it going, dude? It's going all right. Yeah. We are T-minus like 58 hours from me leaving and heading to California. I should probably clean up this room. Yeah, so you can sleep I'm supposed in. to be sleeping there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I tested the air mattress, uh, and it's it's in good working order still. Okay. Uh, I, um, we unfortunately have not bought a pullout sofa bed, so sorry. That is in advance. That's quite all right. I've never been a fan of the pullout. Ooh, <laughs> seems risky. <laughs> uh. Uh, clean up this room a little bit. I mean, and I, I'll, d- I'll do it on Sunday morning. <laughs> Is that what they were getting? No, we're getting there. Yeah, Sunday, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess our second night will be in Sacramento. Jeez. Woo! Yeah. Where are you spending your first Oof. night? We're, we're cutting off a big chunk of our trip that first day on Saturday. We're getting all the way to Elko. I don't know where Elko is. Elko, it's like north central Nevada. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, probably still a little on the east side. We're going about ten hours wow. on Saturday, and then leaves about six on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're trying to leave like by six a.m. here on Saturday, and hoping the roads are decent. Yeah, yeah. I feel like once we get into Nevada, we should be out of any hopefully severe winter weather. But I don't, I mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You never know. Well, I I, will I guess s- living living in Wyoming, yeah. you're familiar with chains. Actually, no. I the only time I've ever had to put chains on my my guitar. <laughs> Oof, there's the heaviest industrial metal. Yeah, really heavy gauge strings. <laughs> um, the only time I've ever put chains on my car was. Um, how long ago was it? It was a while ago. I had this little GMC Sonoma pickup. And as I was, I think, entering California from Nevada, like getting into, mm-hmm. like where you start going over the Sierras, there was a spot where you could pull pull off the road and there was all sorts of crews there that you could buy chains from and they would install them. So that was no big deal. What was what mm-hmm. was tough was when you get over to the other side, there's a spot where you have to take them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was no one there to take them off for you. <laughs> and so... Yeah, that was going to be my next question is, do you know how to do it? Uh, well, now, because of that. <laughs> um, but luckily, now having the Subaru and having mud and snow tires, I'm not, uh-huh. not as oh, okay, concerned. Okay. I mean, we'll see yeah, if we sure. get to the Sierras and... It's bad it yeah, is. it's real bad. But um, it was raining a lot yesterday, and I don't know the forecast for the next week or so. But what? I, I'm whoa, hey there, buddy. <laughs> uh, just because I I got uh, boosted doesn't mean uh, the Doppler radar that's installed in my arm has uh, been booted up yet. It hasn't synced. Yeah. 
Well, that's fucking great, man. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. My sister is here as well. Am I going to meet your sister? Possibly. Wow. Where is she staying? She's staying with my parents. Okay. Uh, She just got here today, actually. She landed around 1.45 or so. And she was coming from... Vancouver, eh? That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Probably the the major Canadian city least likely to have that accent. (laughs) It's a super multicultural city. It's a a very modern, like, Pacific city. Uh Uh-huh. Eh? Yeah. mm. How do you how do you spell Vancouver? Um, it starts with V A. Eh? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, Dante. Stupid. Um, no, but that, that's all, how long has she been in? I know we've talked about this before. How long has she been in she's Vancouver? A couple years, I think. Now, yeah, she's not gonna want to meet me. Something, something like that. Are you just going to, like, quiz her on Canada facts or something? Well, I, I want to ask her a bunch of things about Vancouver. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she lived in the Bay Area for a long time. And then she uh, got a job in Australia, lived in Australia for a couple of years in Sydney. Uh, and then took a job opportunity with the same company, but up in um, Van- Vancouver. <laughs> What accent is it? Vancouver. (laughs) Oh, I'm from Vancouver. Oh, yeah. It's because her boyfriend is like Swedish or something, so I'm mixing the two. Go Canucks. (laughs) I love Elias Patterson. Is he Swedish? I think he is Swedish. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, he's Swedish. Um, Her, her, sorry, do you say boyfriend, husband? What is it? Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. He's like an official Swede. He's a Swede. He's from there. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vancouver. One of Vancouver's best hockey players is a Swede. So oh, maybe it's him. I, is he 23? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Does he work for an animation company on yeah. the side? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so yeah, anyway, I'm excited. We're going to get some visiting happening. We're going to record in person. Get some visiting happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how people talk, <laughs> Let's right? get this visiting happening, everybody. <laughs> uh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to, to happen upon that visiting. It's going to be good. Uh, Shugay's girlfriend's excited for California pho or California Thai. Yeah, yeah. I figure the, day, the evening or afternoon or whatever you get here, uh, we'll get, you know, we'll get you settled. Uh, you can help me move this elliptical. <laughs> help me move these boxes. <laughs> I figured. I was like, I can just help you when we get there. That's fine. Uh and then we can go to the pho places right up the road here. I've never actually been. I've only ever door dashed. But uh, holy fucking shit, it's good. Okay. Pho as in P-H-O? Yeah. They're the pho kings? Mm-hmm. I know that joke's been made a billion times. I don't care. Yeah. Can't, it's okay. Can't not do it. Yep. Let's see. Um, I am an, an old school... 
Italian mm-hmm. dog groomer who also serves delicious Asian soups. Okay. It's my place is called Alpha Dogs. And your name is Al? Yeah. I, is, is, it doesn't have to be Italian, but that's all I can come <laughs> up with. Like Big Al. Yeah. Al. Hey, I'm name is Al. Han was sitting in the backseat of the car yesterday after I picked him up from school going, Mama Mia Spaghetti. Mama Mia. <laughs> oh, no. He's racist. <laughs> he's ready for you to come to Sacramento and stay with us. He's getting prepped. Han, don't, don't you dare mock my heritage. <laughs> how how what's your uh italian percentage not even half i think it's three eighths oh okay okay which is what like 38 percent or something i don't know no. it's too many numbers for me buddy <laughs> i don't know boy i'm so <laughs> stupid it stinks being this dumb 30 37.5 podcast yeah and so what is he? He's, he's, let's see, you're half Mexican and... I'm like 25% Mexican. Amanda's half. Oh, okay. No, or what, you're like 25% or you are 25%? I'm around 25%. I could bring up my, my uh, Ancestry.com results again if you'd like. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, Mexican and, and Spanish is kind of what I got from my mom. And then my dad's like German and a couple other little, you know, right. White seasonings uh, in there. <laughs> like, well, like Austrian or uh, Estonian. Some, something, something in there. Yeah. Cool. Oh, by the way, uh, <gasps> I know we're, ta- we're talking about a pre-Christmas road trip, but Danny, <gasps> happy New Year's. Oh, yeah. Happy in, New Year. Unless, of course, this is coming out after the Go Team episode. <laughs> sure, sure. It's still New Year, though. It, yeah, it, I mean... It's still 2022 now. It is. Oh, my God. I can't even tell you how many uh, checks I've had to ruin and throw away. <laughs> Just because they're like, sir, like, brothels don't take checks. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> we don't need that kind of paper trail. Mm. What are you drinking less, over there? Less than lukewarm coffee. Mm. Do you have a spoon in the like the handle of that mug? I have a spoon because I put some creamer in it. Oh, okay. And I wanted to stir it. Okay. But don't worry, I won't stir it in your presence because last time I did that, you screamed at me. Jeez, <laughs> it makes me sound abusive. <laughs> um, I don't like honest reflections of me. <laughs> Um, oh, by the way, that reminds me of another terrible joke that is fresh in my mind. Uh, cool. on, on par with Big Al's the dog, <laughs> whatever it was. Um, <clears throat> I went to a military culinary school. Mm-hmm. It was tough because everything had to be yester noster. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of you, Dante. That came up yesterday in conversation with Shugay's girlfriend, and uh, she hasn't talked to me since. Yeah, your solo trip. Well, do you got to, uh, you want to do some more banter, or you want to talk about Zayo? Um, 
We could do an over, under, blah, 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 blah. Overrated, underrated, blah, 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 blah. Do you have one locked and loaded? Uh, I have the second one on my list that's not grown more than two. Okay. Yeah, let's finish that list off, man. That'd be fun. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dante. Yeah. We're going to do an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. Did I get that in the right order? You did, sir. I did. Okay. College bro movies. Movies that you might see the poster of on a college bro's dorm wall. Does that make sense? Yes. Ooh, buddy. Okay. All right. Overrated, I think, is easy. Okay. Scarface. Sure. Absolutely. Boring. Mm -hmm. They all idolize this idiot and, like, they never watch to the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the case with... I would say most of these college bro movies, you idolize the person on the poster who's not really the person you should be idolizing. Right. It's, it's exactly, it's that thing of like Scorsese runs into this, like, oh, he's glamorizing violence or like ultra macho guys you know, um, or like the Wolf of Wall Street guy, mm-hmm, but it's like mm-hmm. uh, Scorsese doesn't admire these people. No, yeah. <laughs> but if like to the I don't know, maybe like casual moviegoer, it it can seem like that, and they're like, "Oh, that guy's rich and there's he's a, awesome." There's a gun. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, so Scarface for sure fits under that, and it's just one of the most cliche. Um, tried and true movie posters there is. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Also, you don't you don't have a poster um, of Scarface. You have a poster of actor Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> like you have Italian actor doing a weird Cuban, I believe Cuban accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I, I, re, I realize now, and we don't, we'll all edit this out, but uh, the, the singer of Zeo is a really, really big horror movie fan, so it would be appropriate, more appropriate for us to do horror movies if you want to start over with horror movies or, or just stick with College Bro. Overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite horror movies? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is our second false start of the, of the pod. <laughs> I say I say we leave that part in. Okay, I say okay. I say we leave the one overrated for college yeah, yeah, bro yeah. movies. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, but no. Go. Let's see. All right. Intro- introduce the next one. Okay. And three, two, one. Uh, Dan from Zayo, this one's for you. Hey. So I think it would be really fun uh, since Dan, the singer of Zayo, is a really big fan of horror movies. If we did an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. Of Dante, your favorite <laughs> So you just want me to do the favorite? Just the one? <laughs> just the one. Your favorite overrated, underrated, favorite, and least favorite horror movies. My favorite favorite. <laughs> um, wait, no, I, I want you to do them too because... Okay, okay. Well, first of all, okay. I should say, I, this has probably come up before. I'm a big scaredy cat. Yes. I like horror movies 
but a lot more in theory than in practice. Sure, 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 sure. I like the aesthetic. I like the tone. I like, ooh, everything's gray for some reason. You, you if correct me if I'm wrong, but you like the suspense more than the gore. Um, no, I'm not anti-gore. Like, there's some some gory things that really freak me out. Like, okay, have you seen the movie Drive? Yes. When Al Brooks slits the wrists of Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. way too much for me. Okay. That, ooh, I, if I think about that for a second, I get, like, really grossed out. But, you know, movies where it's like, oh, uh, a monster bit this person in half or whatever, and you see entrails flop about. That's fine. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I guess it kind of matters. Okay. Interesting. No, I like, I don't like being scared. Sure. Okay. It's, it's not, not, and here's the thing nobody does. That's yeah, why it's being yeah. scared. But like <laughs> some people are able to, I maybe just get over it quicker or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do so you like horror movies? I do like horror movies. I don't watch a lot of them. I don't watch a lot of movies in general anymore these days. But uh, but yeah, I like horror movies. There's there's definitely been, I think more than I've liked than I haven't liked, because. Okay. With horror movies, I feel like they can get away with a lot more nudity. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're usually rated R. Um, they can get get away with a lot more like poor acting and stuff like that because yeah. there's there's so much camp already happening most of the time that like I'm kind of okay with letting that kind of stuff slide. Are you talking about like the Friday the Thirteenth movies where yeah they like, yeah where they like go those camping? are scary but those uh, are also really goofy and the acting isn't always the best but they're so fun. I don't, I've only maybe seen a couple of the Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. movies. I, what I was trying to say is I think in at least one of those movies it takes place at a camp. <laughs> but you being in earnest conversation like a good mm-hmm, podcast mm-hmm. host uh <laughs> wanted to give our listeners like meaningful content but sorry only 50 percent uh was allowing that to happen um i agree I, I like low budget films i like finding maybe not so much anymore but i really used to like oh i'll watch this random low budget horror film on netflix that i've never heard of before uh-huh. like there was one called i think it was called Dyatlov's pass whoa which is like a real thing, and you know, maybe there's like experiments there, or maybe there's mm-hmm. an avalanche there. There's some, I think, oh, that might have been the mystery of like the avalanche and stuff like that. But like this horror movie takes it where there's this underground bunker, and there's this weird like either time travel or mutations of monsters going on, something about World War II. Who knows? But it was <laughs> fucking crazy and fun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I might, I might struggle to complete this list. I'm trying to think of. I just watched a horror movie a few nights ago, actually, and so that's going to have to be on the list just because it's at okay. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can think of, I can think of two. Overrated think... is going to be hard for me, I think. And the, the other thing, I don't know if this is going to factor into like where we put these, but one thing that's really cool about horror movies, if they're done well, like the Friday the Thirteenth movies, mm-hmm. they are about exactly what they are about. Yeah. But some horror movies are about 
domestic strife or mm-hmm. mental illness or surviving abuse or w- whatever. There's like a good horror movie is typically, you know, a, a metaphor for something greater. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think, the case for this one I watched most recently. Okay. Um, so maybe if, if we can, we can try to talk, we can try to pretend we're smarter than we are and talk about that. We can try. We can definitely try. Um, do you have an overrated one? <sighs> this is your idea, my man. I know it was my idea. I'm going to go, and I've only seen, I think I've only seen a couple of his movies, but in general, and I can pick one if you want to make me pick one. I think that's how this works. I, that's, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Rob Zombie's movies. Oh, okay. I think people really like at least the earlier ones. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of people who don't like his Halloween. I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, Devil's Rejects. I'll say Devil's Rejects. How, how about that? That was his first one, wasn't it? Second. First one was House of a Thousand Corpses. That's right. Which um, I wasn't a big fan of that one either. Which one um, really fucks up Rain Wilson? Oh, I think that's House of a Thousand Corpses. Because okay. I think that was his first one, and that was like early Rain Wilson that you don't, uh, nobody knew who he was yet. Yeah, yeah. Does, doesn't he like lose his entrails? Like his guts something get pulled like out of him, that. something like that? Something like that. I, boy, I maybe saw that movie, maybe saw part of it. I don't think I ever saw Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, okay, overrated Rob Zombies. Which one did you pick? Devil's Rejects? I already forgot. I picked Devil's Rejects. Okay. Overrated. All right. I Boy, I don't really like hate this. I'm just kind of like, uh, I've like known of this my entire life and never really cared about it. Okay. The Hellraiser movies, mm-hmm. and I guess I would just say the first one if I have to pick one. <laughs> like, I, I've only seen a couple of them, and those, from what I remember, seem very much just like, we spent a lot of time and money on like character design uh-huh. and kind of like final destination have come up with some pretty gross ways to kill people. Okay. Okay. And, um, that's, it's a lot of it's gross. And if that's what it's going for, then it succeeded. But like, I don't really feel like those movies ever did anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like at the time when the first one came out, it was like, oh my God, uh, was it Todd McFarlane? Is that his name? Um, the, uh, like I mean, the that's guy? a, that's a name. Is it a name you know? Yeah. Yeah. Todd. Yes. Todd McFarlane. Jeez Louise. Um, no, no. Is it? It has to be right. This is good fucking good, content. Good content. Both of us being like, I don't know, I guess this movie. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Todd McFarlane. You're fine. I'm thinking of Clive Barker. Oh, that guy. Uh, Liverpool, England's owned Clive Barker. Uh, so when the, the first Hellraiser came out, I think it was like, oh my God, like this new horror genius. And I was like, mm-hmm. nah, he just kind of makes like, creepy looking things and yeah doesn't know what to do with them so for that reason i will say hellraiser okay i've never seen any of the hellraiser movies uh underrated 
I guess one came to mind right away, but we've already talked about it on the pod once. Hmm. Pontypool. Oh, yeah. That movie was pretty great. You don't really see much uh, gore on screen, but it's very, you know, it's one of those psychological thriller horror movies. It's, uh, it's very good. Yeah, Pontypool, very, very good. Theater of the mind. Uh, yeah, what you don't see is scarier than what you do. All of that good stuff. Good pick. Yay. All right, I will say my underrated is The Descent. Ooh, wait, no. Oh, there's there's three I want to talk about. and uh, Descent 1, 2, and 3? No, no, but I mean, like, <laughs> there's three movies I want to talk about, but uh, I, I don't want to say any of them are my least favorite, so I can't really uh-huh. talk about it. Okay. Ah, uh, shit. All right, I'll stick with The Descent. Have you seen The Descent? Okay. I don't think I have. Came out maybe like 05, 06. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a group of women who go spelunking, and there are there's already something down in the caves they're exploring. Mm-hmm. And it is tremendous. It's a hmm. tremendous movie. Um, okay. Yeah, very... Because they're in caves, mm-hmm. everything you see is like via flashlight oh. or like, you know, headlamp. So it's yeah, a really, yeah. it's a really cool use of lighting. And then in one scene, like her light goes out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she has a camcorder with like the green night the vision. Night vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. So v- very cool. Pr- pretty creative. Um well acted. Okay. Yeah, that's a badass movie, The Descent. There was a sequel. I never saw it, though. Hmm, okay. Uh, favorite. Favorite. Uh, is. I hope you are going to say one of the ones I wanted to talk about, then I'll just pick the other one. I don't. Well, maybe. But favorite is Shaun of the Dead. Boo, that's not a horror movie. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's a horror comedy. It's a comedy. It's a horror comedy. It's no one zombies in it. No one went exactly, exactly. A comedy with zombies in it, not a horror with jokes in it. <laughs> it's still my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> let, this me, is, on, let me think really quick if I can think of another favorite. No one walked out of Shaun of the Dead going, "Ooh, yeah, I love a good scare." <laughs> There was maybe some jump scares in there. I mean, great movie. Don't get me wrong. I love uh, when he looks at his mom and he's worried that she turned into a zombie. And she just goes like, oh, sorry, dear. I was miles away. <laughs> for, what, for whatever reason, that line yeah. always stuck with yeah. me. I'll go. I don't know. Let the right one in. I really liked that movie. American that or? No, the fuck the American s- one. Swedish? Danish. I don't know. It's not American. Uh, Swedish. It's Swedish. Now, is your sister's boyfriend in the let in let the right one in? <laughs> maybe, maybe he was the kid. <laughs> <laughs> the little Ken doll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that was a good movie. I did not yeah. see the American one. It's bad. Um, my favorite. Man, is it the one I literally just saw? Or 
is it this other one that I want to talk about? Oh. Man, they're very different. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention both of them anyway. Okay. Obviously, there's gonna be an honorable mention. A horrible, horrible, <laughs> a horrible mention. Hor- horrible mention. Okay, I just I I've had a soft spot for this movie for a long time, and I've always. I've always kind of stuck up for it and like it got it got released like two years after it was made and I feel like it kind of got buried. Okay. But The Cabin in the Woods was very is good. a tremendous movie. Yeah. It is very, very creative when you find out earlier than expected, but like kind of what the plot is, mm-hmm. like what the mechanism in place is, it's like, well, this is really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, The Cabin in the Woods horror movie with some comedy in it okay sure <laughs> totally just like hair of the dead perfect when it suits <laughs> me i i the cabin in the woods uh, i think scared me a lot more than Shaun of the dead yeah 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 agreed yeah cool movie least favorite least, oh god this yeah, is gonna this be is difficult tough. too tropic thunder that movie sucked <laughs> were you scared during it i was scared that i had Spent money to see this shitty movie in theaters. <laughs> uh, least favorite. I really didn't like The Ring when I saw it. I mean, that oh, was, wow. you know, however many years ago that came out. But I remember going to see it in theaters and thinking, this is pretty dumb. Didn't like it. I, I especially don't like the end. Have you have you seen the movie? You want me to spoil things for I you? Ha- no, I have seen the movie, like, when it came out. I'm trying to remember... The end. The the very, very end, it's like they, you know, they've figured out that if you watch the VHS tape, then it's like a chain letter and it, you know, it right. haunts you. Seven and, days. And then they, it, they like show it close up on the screen or something like that. And then like, it's almost like they turn and look at the camera, like they're looking at the audience and now you're haunted or whatever. And I really didn't like that. Oh, what was that movie? Was it called Voyeur? But it's this movie about voyeurism. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, whomever the lead woman is, I don't remember who it was, mm-hmm. she looks into the camera and says, Get a life. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes' worst <laughs> horror movies list. You know, early to mid-2000s, I feel like there was a real boom of horror movies. Mm-hmm. I think maybe sprung from The Ring. Yeah, yeah. There was The Ring, then The Grudge, and White Noise, and uh, Darkness Falls. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I feel like there was a bunch. But, like, I think I kind of sort of begrudgingly liked them all way back then. yeah. Um, man, what, what did I see that totally sucked shit? (laughs) Uh, Oh, you know, another good one. I I really liked, um, I could, we could say this is underrated as well. The, uh, a tale of two sisters. It's a Korean, uh, Mm. horror movie. And I think it got remade in America and, or maybe it was going to and never happened. But that movie was good. A Tale of Two Sisters. Yeah. Hmm. Have not seen it. 
man, I'm I'm coming up blank here, dude. I, I'm seeing some some movies that what that wasn't a horror movie. What the the happening? Well, I haven't seen that. So I saw I, that. I don't know. Saw it twice in theaters. Wow. I like the happening. Okay. Uh, pff, Manos, Hands of Fate. <laughs> uh, maybe the the actual movie is your least favorite, but the Mystery Science yeah. Theater version is uh, opposite. Well, uh, when you think of that that episode, what do you think of? Honestly, all I can think of when I think of um, Manos, Hands of Fate is the, the big robe with the hands on it. Oh, sure. I feel like I've only actually seen the Mystery Science Theater like once. It's actually not that good of an episode yeah. from what I remember. I do remember there's one part where someone's driving and like the camera's like behind them. And then all uh-huh. of a sudden, clearly, they like slowed down the footage for whatever reason. <laughs> and so I can't remember who's talking at the yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, one of the robots are like. <laughs> and I just remember that always really made me laugh. But sure, sure. Boy, unprepared for uh, for this, and it is showing. Let's see other Remember movies. How excited that, you were for the other topic? Yeah, that I probably would have been able to come up with answers for. <laughs> all these are all these movies bad. All these the, all the stills from horror movies look fine. Like they look. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so hard to be able to tell based off like trailers or promotional promotional material what horror movies are going to be good and what what's are going to be bad um yeah okay okay i i just i just remembered one it's not on this list but i just remembered one i think i saw this on netflix and it was like what the fuck is this how have i never heard of this it stars bradley cooper okay and it was released after he was already like a mega star after the hangover Mm -hmm. maybe made Right after The Hangover, before he knew he was going to be famous or whatever. Sure. Movie's called The Midnight Meat Train. I don't. I haven't seen that, but I'm trying to like picture it. I believe he plays a photographer uh-huh. in New York City, and there's someone on the subway who is like murdering people and like taking them to like maybe maybe literally making meat out of them at some sure. sort of like. I don't remember really, but I do remember at the end of the movie, for some reason or another, Bradley Cooper becomes the midnight meat train <laughs> butcher guy. But sure, I don't remember, sure. like, is it some supernatural curse that compels him to do this? Or <laughs> if he was just like, no, you know what? Like, yeah, I don't remember. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> I um, like midnight. I like meat. I mean, I'm I'm up anyway. <laughs> This is the uh, city that never sleeps. We did it. God, I, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Danny, let me ask you okay. a question here. How much of Zayo's new album, The Crimson Corridor, have you listened to? I have listened to that album probably twice all the way through. Okay. Um, so you are at least familiar with this song that I am going to mention right now. And it's not a song you gave me. Okay. It's not a song I've heard. Okay. But I want to tell you something that happened because I, I, there's something I wanted to talk to you about and I still want to talk to you about it, but this was a very, 
Strange coincidence, I suppose. Okay. When reading about Zeo, right after you gave them to me, one of the first things I learned was their lineup changed often. Yes. And it has changed so much where there is no longer any original members of the band. And that's been the case for like 15 years or something. Yeah. And that reminded me of something that I learned in school when I was tricked into being a philosophy minor. There is this like philosophical thought experiment where, and this might not be exactly what it is, but Danny, if there is two big wooden ships... Oh, and say, okay. and say once a week you take one of like a plank of wood mm-hmm, from each mm-hmm. ship and switch it. By the time you do that to all the pieces of wood, mm-hmm. so they have all switched. Have the ships switched, mm-hmm. or are they the same ships that they have always been? Yeah, yeah. This I could not remember the name of this thing mm-hmm. of this thought experiment. Last night I'm doing some more reading about Zeo. And I decided, oh, go to their Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Their Twitter... I can already tell you're going to be mad at me. I, I don't know how much that noise gate is going to take that uh, oh. heater out. but like Whatever. We're a bad podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep just keep in mind, it's not yeah. a good product. <laughs> um, anyway. I, so I go to their Twitter, and I see, oh... They have a link to NPR's best 100 songs mm-hmm. of 2021. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's cool. I'm scrolling down. I'm like, holy shit. Zayo, number 76. This band I had never heard of has like the 76th, the best song of 2021, mm-hmm. according to NPR. The song's name mm-hmm. is Ship of Theseus. Mm-hmm. Which is that fucking thought experiment that I was thinking of like days prior. Now, I can understand why a member of Zayo would be thinking of that thought experiment, provided he had learned it at some point in his mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. The chances of that being the one song that is picked by NPR and that I happen to go to that link and see it <laughs> is like, it was, uh, we'll call it. A bit of serendipity. Sure. I sure. suppose. Anyway, all of that, because I want to ask you, mm-hmm. Danny, mm-hmm. when does a band, when does Zayo no longer remain Zayo? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very curious uh, as to your opinion. I obviously don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but the mm-hmm. idea of a band's identity, you know, is, is the principal songwriter leaves, but the other members stay. Mm-hmm the same and then they turn into audio slave right or (laughs) um but like all of these members have come and go but does the the brand quote unquote the brand of zeo set certain expectations or they get people who are similar instrumentalists or similar vocalists Mm -hmm. that keeps the overall product somewhat the same as it was before i don't know what where, where do you where do you fall there's two versions of zale there's the hardcore version of zale and there's the metalcore version of zale when dan i've never pronounced his last name why didn't johnson <laughs> hmm? wayne Wendent? how do you pronounce that i don't know 
W when Dan joins AO. It's Dan when Dan? Yes. <laughs> wow, that's cool. When he joined Zayo, they became a new band. Their sound changed a lot. They became one of the first metalcore bands. And that's the version I like. They also became a lot less preachy Christian. They were still a, a little bit of that, but it eventually stopped. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Thank who? Uh <laughs> I mean, (laughs) because, yeah, original Zao, the first two vocalists uh, were very Christian, very preachy kind of stuff, which is fine. That version of Zao is fine. I tend to not. I've only listened to their first two albums a couple times, maybe. It it doesn't hit the same as later Zao does for me. So... As far as the thought experiment ship of Theseus, I think this is a new ship. I think Dan Zayo is a new ship. Even though they maintain the same band name, they sound nothing like they did in 1993 through 19. When did uh, Dan join? 98. Nothing. Yeah, and that's where your playlist starts. Yeah, because yeah, it's a different band. So, I, 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 there's numerous examples, which means I cannot think of one. <laughs> there are many bands whose members never change, mm-hmm. but they sound completely different than when they started. Sure, sure. Is that a different band? Does the, the style slash genre define the band see this is why i i uh i signed up for a philosophy class went once and was like yeah i don't want to do this um yeah i don't fucking know see i I would argue that of course that's still the same band it's the same people making music it's the Mm -hmm. fact the fact is that they are creating together Mm -hmm. playing music together and that's what yeah that's what makes them a band they don't have to be a a different band every time they decide to change their sound a little bit. Mm-hmm. Here is what a very uh, a very annoying philosophy person would say if you were like, is Zayo still Zayo? Mm-hmm. And they would go, well, we're still calling them Zayo, aren't we? Ooh. Like, oh, God damn it. Fuck it. Phil. <laughs> piece of, I guess I called it. Oh, man. Did I say Phil just because I'm thinking of Philosophy? <laughs> <laughs> Moron. Um... <laughs> Anyway, I I, know, I just kind of thought that was interesting. I, I'm glad that by reading about Zayo, not only was I reminded of the ship of Theseus, uh, I learned or relearned the name of it. Yeah. Cause it's, it's funny because right around the time they released the single Ship of Theseus in the video, that week or the week before or maybe the week after, right around the same time, was one of the last episodes of WandaVision. And... Uh, mm. they talk about the ship of Theseus in that episode because there's like two versions of vision uh, and what like good vision is trying to get bad vision to, to stop. And so he talks to him about the ship of Theseus and which one of us is, is vision. And basically it ends with, well, I got to go think about this. So <laughs> the bad vision leaves. So yeah, it was right around the same time. And I was like, oh, it's there's that ship of Theseus thing again. And then the song is about how 
is Zayo the same band? Uh, because I'm a good boy and have not listened to the song, um, what does the band say? I don't know. He says like... <laughs> so I obviously um, am not a silly little baby, so I haven't watched WandaVision. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, in that NPR thing, it does mention... Zayo didn't plan a WandaVision tie-in, but the MCU coincidence didn't hurt. Mm. Daniel Wyant. Wyant. Wyant? Wyant. Wyant. Yep. Yep. Dan. Yep. Dan. Is that song good? That song is good. Okay. Because you didn't give it to me. I know. I know. But I gave you... Well, we'll talk about the songs I gave you. We'll talk about the songs I gave you and why I'm mad at myself for giving you three of the songs that I gave you. Three? Okay, wow. Yeah, let's hear it. I feel like I gave you three songs that are a bit samey. It's funny because I had another playlist kind of ready to go. And then I started listening to that playlist and felt like, oh, these these songs are too similar. And so I switched them out for other songs on the same albums. And... uh Kind of ended up with the same thing. <laughs> so if you switch out all the songs of one playlist, <laughs> does the playlist still suck? <laughs> so here's a funny thing is, okay, I, w- we will soon find out. Uh-huh. I'm guessing the three songs you're talking about are my three favorites on the playlist. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Um, let's start with the first song on hey, the playlist. That's a good place to start. From 1998's Where Blood and Fire Bring Rest, Lies of Serpents, A River of Tears. So this is one of the ones that I... I don't know if I would get rid of it, but one of these songs, the three that I'm upset about, mm-hmm. I wish I would have switched at least one of them for maybe a different song on, on whichever album. I do still really like this song, and I think it's fucking great, but how do you like it, Dante? Oh, he's got given a big yawn. Big yawn. I don't think you like this one, folks. I was... When you told me this was a medical... Medical. (laughs) It's a medical band. You wear it around your wrist. (laughs) When you told me this was a metalcore band Mm -hmm. and they had, at least in the beginning, pretty strong Christian ties, I was... I thought this was going to be a chore. Uh I thought this was going to be a slog to get through. I cannot believe how easy this playlist was. Yay! I like easy This playlist was a breeze and I instantly thought this song rocked. It does. This song is, <laughs> uh, the main riff is great. Mm-hmm. You cannot go wrong with like heavy chord, heavy chord, high note. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if I think that these songs are samey, like the first song compared to the second compared to the third and so on. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, the I mean, what is this song like? Two and a half minutes yeah, pretty, or something? Pretty short. It's pretty much two and a half minutes of the same thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's fine. 
If it was six minutes of that, maybe that would be a bit much. But yeah, I just thought this this hit super fucking hard. I really like Dan's vocals. Oh yeah. His vocals are fucking amazing. So good. So scary the first time I heard them. How old were you? Uh, I was in high school. I was... When did Liberate come out? 99. So uh, I was, you know, a senior in high school, uh, possibly a junior, depending on what, when I heard this, but had never really gotten into metal much, that much. But Cody was uh, sort of a Christian kid and he would introduce me to to Christian bands Um, like 90 Pound Wuss, like we've talked about before, your, your favorite band that I've given you. So far, um, and he let me borrow uh, the Liberate Te X in Fairness, in Ferris, whatever, Latin. He let me borrow that, and yeah, it fucking scared me, but I loved it so much. I was like, this guy sounds like Skeletor, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny because when you introduced me to Agaloc about five years ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, this music rips. Voice, too scary. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do it. Um, And now, like, this type of stuff doesn't phase me at all. You know, it's just like... But it's the first time you've you've heard something like that, and you're like, holy shit, like, this is... I've never heard anything like this before. And that's kind of the reaction he got when uh, he took over as the vocalist of this band because the original vocalists sound nothing like this and all these Christian kids had never listened to, like, he was basically trying to ape, like, Neurosis and uh, Carcass were the kind of his inspirations for his vocal style. Um, it's like when you when you go to a, a Honda Civic and go... I don't carcass. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to see I'm Amanda's dumb. in-person <laughs> reactions to all of these. Cause it's not going to stop just like, Hey, oh, mics are off. Yeah, yeah, the puns no, still go. I, I know. I text you <laughs> <laughs> and read it aloud to Amanda for some I reason. Do. Uh, so yeah, like no one had ever heard shit like that before. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why Zayo got as big as they did. It's because they're doing something that at least the metalcore scene had never seen before. Um, was the vocalist before this, was it more like shouty, barky, like, oh, whoa, whoa, like that uh, type of like? Not shouty, yes. Not really barky. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. I don't know how to talk. <laughs> uh, just a little more traditional hardcore sound to it. Uh, okay. Good in its own way, but if I had heard that first, I wouldn't have been into the band as much. Uh, but the first time I heard uh, the song Autopsy uh, off of Liberate, which was the first song I heard, I did you know it was the first song I heard off of that? Jesus fucking Christ. Is it the album opener? No, it's not. But uh, I think I downloaded an MP3 or Cody sent me an MP3 of it or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is fucking amazing. Like, I've never heard anything like this before. 
Anyway, we're not talking about that album, and we won't be talking about that song because I took it off of the playlist. <laughs> so, so here's kind of my my issue with the songs that I gave you. They repeat riff one a bunch of times. There's a pretty short riff, and they repeat it a bunch of times. Yeah. It, it's, everything except one thing drops out, whether that's bass or drums yeah. or guitar. One, something stays, and then it drops back in, and it's fucking sick. And then it does that, and it does it again, and it does it again on three yeah. of these songs. And I'm kicking myself for, for giving you three songs that do the exact same thing. The riffs are fucking sick. And the drops are great, but I sort of gave you three of the same song. I mean, maybe you didn't give me the like greatest widespread representation of what mm-hmm. this era of the band does. But you gave me three songs that I like. Okay. So could be worse. Okay, good. Uh, um, you want to do some timestamps? Do you have any timestamps? You know what? For this song, I don't because all it would be is that main riff. Yeah. Well, I've got <laughs> my notes are 35 seconds. This drop, though, 55 seconds. And this one, 117. And this one. So I don't know. I'll pick one of those. Low riff, high riff, or low chord, high note. Low chord, high note. Yeah, can't go good. wrong. And then those freaking vocals. The vocals are re- like the vocals. I don't know much. I've I don't know anything about Carcass. I've heard very little of Neurosis, but those vocals could be put into like it seems like most genres of metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like it is. Yeah, it. God, that's a really good fucking scream. It's great. Um. Very and, and very distinct, and especially okay. This is something I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. So he's doing this in '98. Neurosis, they, they've they've been around for a while uh, at that point. Yeah, Neurosis. Um, I don't kind of sounds like this, but he definitely sounds like the singer of Carcass. Neurosis was just like a big inf- inspiration for the band in general, sort of. Okay. Um, but so a while ago, you said that Dan came in. And they became a metalcore band, mm-hmm. one of the first. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, you, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but I don't think you join a band or you get with your band and go, okay, guys, we're going to become this genre that doesn't exist because <laughs> you can't say that because it doesn't exist. And I mean, was metalcore a term at the time? It probably was. Um, okay. I think they changed most members. I have the. Well, so the members from this album that are still in Zayo today are Dan and the guitarist Russ Cogdo. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have like the members for each uh, for each album. Okay, because they had Jesse Smith, they had Brett Detar, or Detter, or however you say his last name. 
of the Juliana theory. So that was this was ninety eight. Yeah, but he was already. So Jesse, Jesse the drummer and the clean vocalist had been there since the beginning. Uh, but all the other original members were not here for this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mick Cox, or Mike Cox, Roy Gowdy, and Eric Reeder, mm-hmm. the original vocalist, mm-hmm. uh, were all gone at this point. Yeah, so, so Brett was here. Yeah, and Brett was there a little earlier, too. Interesting, I actually didn't know that. Uh, th- well, according to this, this looks like it was the only album he was, he was on. The, it was the only album he was on, but I think maybe he had joined as, as a live musician or something, because it says 97, oh, okay. at least on Wikipedia, but, you know. Yeah, but it, they kind of changed up. I think they wanted to go a little more neurosis or this is their take on what they get out of neurosis. Um, or I don't know, something changed and they became a different band. I think metalcore may have existed and they were just, you know, an, an early adopter of that sound. But yeah, that's, it's always weird when you think about the beginnings of a new genre and like where that comes from. Um, there was a, a funny thing on Facebook recently where it was, Aaron Turner of the band Isis uh, trying to open a car door <laughs> and uh, the person inside was like, uh, like fucking with the lock. Like they locked it when he went to go try and open it, but then they right. unlocked it, I think. And he <laughs> was just kind of like messing with the, with the handle and then like crossing his arms, like uh, open the fucking door kind of thing. And like the words on the screen were like, I invented post metal, but can't open the car door or something like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, and, and I think about stuff like that with Zeo too. Like they are the originators of this kind of sound. I was listening to the labeled podcast, which is like a tooth and nail podcast. And they were talking to members of 90 pound wuss. And they were talking about the first time they saw Dan with Zeo and how they had never heard, um, oh, it was the other song off of this album that I had originally given you. Uh, the song to, to Think of You is to Treasure an Absent Memory, I think is the last word. It's cut off on here. Um, but it was the first time they had ever heard c- the clean, the, like kind of whiny clean vocals and dance growl like at the same time because brett detar was doing the clean vocals backups and they had never heard anything like that before uh and that it kind of sound inspired so many other bands like uh like norma jean and like all these other christian bands like under oath like under oath wouldn't sound like this if it wasn't for zeo or like what was the band that i was like (laughs) turning into an old man when you said uh oh as cities burn or something like that you said Zayo. Oh, that shoegaze that girlfriend sh- yeah. you listened to? Like, they wouldn't sound the way they do if it weren't for Zayo and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. Evolution of music is fucking crazy, and I love it. And I love thinking about it and talking nonsense about it on this podcast. And how it, it like, truly takes a true artist to, especially now, mm-hmm. push the envelope and somehow contribute to the evolution of music. Yeah, yeah. And like, I guess maybe technically it was easier back then just because you, there was, you could kind of push to the extremes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But 
also they were living in their time and their context. Yeah. So the the map isn't already laid out. Like it's easy to look back twenty years and go, yeah, just like fucking scream harder and <laughs> yeah. you know or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Drop your guitar tuning a little more. Right, and now it's like, well, now what would we do? Exactly. Like, yeah. And it's just like really bad things that are clearly trying to be different. Like, all right, we're gonna have this like crazy saxophone <laughs> with uh, you know a, a synth that is like programmed with the bleats of goats, and then yeah, like some um, what's that fucking soup like gent guitar or whatever? Yeah. No, thank you. Oh wait, maybe Jesse was on this album. Did I already Jesse say that? is on this album? Jesse Smith. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's he's the only original member. Yeah. At, at this point on the album, I I don't really have much else to say about this song, man. Okay. Okay. I just I thought it was really good, and like when I listened to it, I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Easily digestible, but it goes to show, like, if you would have given this to me at a certain time, certainly before I had heard. Agaloc, and I know those band, the bands aren't similar, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the vo- hearing metal vocals uh, allows you to hear more metal vocals. Exactly, exactly. Should we get to the yeah, second track? Let's hop to it. The reason I am wearing this uh, nice, warm, mm, looks good, yeah, fuzzy lined zip up hoodie is because um, I'm trying to prevent f- skin like winter. <laughs> Second track, Second track on the playlist oh. from 2000's Liberate to X Infinity and Beyond Bueller's Day Off. I thought it was 99. Oh, is it? I put 2000. I'm sorry. Maybe. Well, maybe it just has 2000 on Spotify. But I'm that just certainly going does not mean it's it correct. On... Yeah, 99. Discogs. 99. Uh, August 10th, 1999. So, yeah, I was. I, I didn't get into them until 2000. But... Oh, right, right, right. You graduated 2000. I graduated in 2000, yeah. Okay, uh, Skin Like Winter, My probably, I don't know, my second or third favorite song on this album. This is my favorite. On the album? album. This is my okay. favorite album by them. Um, uh, this is peak Zayo for me. Doesn't the album? Any, yeah, it doesn't get any better for, than this. I guess I shouldn't say it like that, but this is my favorite album. Peak Zayo. Okay. I love all the members involved, except Jesse Smith. He's kind of a piece of shit. But <laughs> yeah, we now have a new bassist, Rob Homer, and a lead guitarist, Scott Mellinger. Yes, or yeah. Mellinger, Scott, who uh, has been in the band for a long, long time at this point, since '99. But yeah, love this album. It's great. This is the first one I ever heard as well, so I've I've got that bias, I guess. And yeah. What'd you think, buddy? I thought it fucking rocked so hard. Yeah. Do you like the hand claps? Did you not hear the hand claps? No. Let's let's play some hand claps. God, I'm stupid. There's a there's another version of the song 
uh, that's off of a split with Training from, for Utopia. Uh, that's a different recording of it, uh, and you can hear the claps a lot better. But that version I couldn't find on this. But anyway, yeah, hand claps in a hardcore band. Who would have thunk? But it's great. Yeah, it's it's great. I I don't know how you notice them. I, they because they line up with the snare. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, very um, very of the time mm-hmm. album cover. They were not happy about the album cover. Oh, really? Yeah, all the artwork they they didn't uh, sign off on, and they made it look like. Because the Liberate Te Ex Inferis or whatever means save yourself from hell. And so they, uh, the designer like split up the song titles to make it look like the different levels of like Dante's Inferno, like the levels of hell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't want it to look like that. Like there's a whole bunch of samples from the movie um, Event Horizon on this. And they they wanted it to be like more space themed. Uh and stuff and so when Wait, there's there's samples from the movie in the songs in the songs yeah that's funny that they did not like any of the artwork because the artwork it looks a little like of the era new metal spine shanky yeah 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 um which are not typically compliments <laughs> there is two let's see i i'm going to do something <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play, I got two timestamps, and I'm going to go in reverse order. So I'm going to play them, like, in reverse chronological order here. Okay, okay. Um, the first one is at 125. This is one of those things you're talking about where the lead guitar is isolated, and then mm-hmm. the drums come in, I think, at halftime. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. Danny just absolutely elbowing the hell out of the top of his kids' heads. <laughs> yeah, that part's fucking amazing. That riff is what the fuck and the like pinch harmonic yeah i should i'm in drop c i should learn how to play that you should do they play in drop c yeah they do all right now i'm gonna go back to 108 which uh is one of the few vocal parts that i think i can understand What is he singing there? It kind of it sounds like "Shed Your Blessings," but I think Ooh, maybe it's. I, okay, I thought it maybe it was "Count Your Blessings." It could be "Count Your Blessings." Let me see. At least we both got blessings. Lyrics skip. Exchange your blessings. Ooh. <laughs> Over two. Wrong. Yeah. This is where I failed in my prep for the podcast. Okay. Maybe you'll think it's a good thing, though. 
that part, the exchange your blessings part, mm-hmm. reminds me of a Slipknot song. Oh, okay. I could not think of what the song was, and I wasn't about to listen to like three albums to try to figure <laughs> it out. There's a lot of self-punishment I will endure. Sure, sure. That's too far. <laughs> um, however, I did pull up this one Slipknot song. For some reason, a, a Slipknot lyric got caught in my head, and I was like, well, uh-huh. this is better than nothing. Now, is that actually sure. true? Who's to say? <laughs> so let me pull it up. Let's see if you think there is any similarity with Zayo at all. Um, This would have been also from 1999. All right. This is Slipknot, their song, all in parentheses, Sick, S-I-C. Sick. Wrong timestamp. That was the timestamp for Zayo. The Slipknot (laughs) part is different. (laughs) Okay, here we go. I don't know why that already inside you part got got in my head while listening to Zayo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey from Slipknot, he has a little more... I don't want to say life in his voice, but he he'll he'll kind of let go of the scream and kind of like hit some like cleaner yeah, notes yeah, here yeah. and there. He'll kind of go yeah. up and down. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard. Have you ever heard any Slipknot at all? That's possibly the most Slipknot I've ever heard. What'd you think? Those little snippets. Oh, that's yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to a five song playlist someday. I I have not heard any Slipknot past like. Oh four, maybe the, actually looking at this discography might be oh one. <laughs> so I don't think I could do it for you. Um, it it that did kind of remind me. So on the the split version, part of the vocals, uh, the singer of Training for Utopia does the vocal part, and it almost that Slipknot vocals almost reminded me of that. So I'm gonna play it real quick, and I don't know why not. Yeah, why not? <laughs> If you just played that for me and you told me that was a Slipknot song, I would not argue with you. (laughs) Totally. Also, who wants to waste their time arguing about what is and isn't Slipknot? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Philosophers? (laughs) The Slipknot philosophers. Yikes. Danny, I'm going to send you a watch together link. Yes! I... Did some YouTubing last night for Zayo. Okay. I'm very sad that there's no... I've only seen them three times. There's no video evidence of this. Danny, go ahead and take a look at that date on top. December 11th, 2021. That was like a couple days ago. When... So I just put in Zayo Skin Like Winter, and this was maybe the third or fourth result... And then I saw it was uploaded six hours ago. Wow. And I was like, boy, I'm sure glad I d- didn't work ahead of time. I never would have seen this. 
Um, so there's only two and a half minutes. Uh, it's pretty fun. There's a couple things to talk about. Um, the hardcore slash metalcore, the relationship between crowd and band is always interesting to me. We talked about this during the Touche Amore episode. Mm-hmm. Um, also, at one point, the guitarist is on the ground, and I fear for yes. his safety. He So um, Russ, the guitarist Russ, mm-hmm. uh, he had to have knee surgery because he was very famous for jumping in the air and landing on his knees, you know, for dramatic effect. Shouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, he knows that now. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm assuming he's the one on the floor. That is true. That's not really Scott's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can't even see Scott for a while. I, I didn't even realize he was back there until yeah. like halfway through. Um, all right, you ready for me to hit play? Yes, please. And go. Can you hear? So is is that has that always been Zayo's emblem on the kick? Since um, uh, Funeral of God, their album Funeral of God, which is right before the one. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That was like what, like early 2000s. Yeah, Funeral of God was was the first one without uh, Jesse Smith on drums. Okay, and that was yeah early two thousands. Now I this I know this is kind of a boring conversation to have about bands like this, but from my understanding is they don't really push the Christianity thing at this point, and I guess only the bassist no. really claims Christianity. Yeah, the original members who were like, or quote unquote original members who were like Christian back in the day are all atheists now or agnostic or whatever. Okay. But I listened to, uh, there's a podcast called uh, As the Story Grows. Um, and I listened to an episode of that with Scott on it and they were just argue, arguing about Christianity and I was, I couldn't listen to the whole thing. Yikes. A little old. I mean, they weren't like getting heated or anything, but I just—that's just not a conversation I want to listen to. Yeah. So why still have the cross in their emblem? Oh, I don't. Know. I'm assuming that's the cross, but just to antagonize people. So who's the drummer now? Uh, I don't know who that guy is. I'm, the only members I'm familiar with at this point for a long time have been the guitarists and uh, Dan, the singer. Okay. I, did I miss him being on the floor? Um, No, but spoiler alert, we're going to watch another video later. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> That that was the m- most uh, unenergetic I've seen Russ like ever. Maybe he was saving it for our next song of 2001's self-titled Five Year Winter. Oh, imagine Five what that's going to do to your skin. Yeah. 
yeah, two winter songs right in a row. Yeah. I uh, mean to do that. My first note, rule of thumb, songs with winter in them rule. Yeah. And uh, that is again the case here. Two albums in a row with the same lineup. So mm-hmm. points for consistency, for continuity. I have only one timestamp. Okay. It's obviously where it should be. Do you have anything before 152, my friend? Uh, I do have a couple things before that. One thing I wanted to talk about. Did you notice anything weird about the drums? No. Particularly the sound of them. <laughs> oh, like not the color? No, not the color. Um, no. Although I... that, would be, that would surprise you too. But I didn't, I didn't hear the hand claps either, so... Uh, that's true. What's different about the drums? He used e-drums on this album. Oh, interesting. acoustic drums. Wow. Yeah. So if, if you pay attention to the, nah. the sound of the drums, which I know that's not really your thing, you can kind of tell in the year 2000, uh, they didn't uh, have very good quality e-drum sounds. What? What was the reasoning? I don't know. Jesse Smith is a weird dude. The next album, they did some more weird shit, and it was mostly Jesse wanted to, to do weird shit. And okay. I'm kind of glad he's not the band anymore. Yeah, what, what's your beef with Jesse? He just, he, I don't know, maybe it's a good thing that he pushed the band to do weird things, but I think uh, he was a good drummer, but he like insisted on the e-drums which i i don't think was a really good choice and i think the album isn't could be better uh if he would have used regular acoustic drums and i think he was just very a very antagonistic uh member of the band if i remember correctly he's the only member cuz they've they've gone through a bunch of people and there has been some some you know band strife or whatever but he's the only one that like got up and walked out mid show, like that kind of thing. Jesse rules, my favorite member. <laughs> he's your favorite. <laughs> did you ever? Anyway, did you ever call to? Did you ever see him live? Yes, I did. Did you ever call to him and tell him to look at what his brother did? <laughs> no. Are you gonna get up and walk out mid pod? Yes, I am. <laughs> The first two times I saw them was uh, Jesse was on drums and was it? I don't think he was there the third time I saw them. No, because that was 02 and he was still in the band in 02, right? Where's my other browser? Uh, I'm not sure because I have a 15 year gap here between songs. Okay. Oh, so yeah, I guess every time I saw them, but Jesse was there. But anyway, the first two times I saw them, they had a different singer, but I didn't know that. And I was, and then the third time I saw them, I was like, oh, this guy looks different. Uh, the, the, for a little while, uh, Dan left the band, like after this album came out, uh, or took a break or something like that. But they still went on tour and they just took a different singer with them. Yeah, there was some weird breaks in the the little color-coded chart that you can find on their Wikipedia page where it's like there's these little breaks, but they're not breaks where there would have been albums. Mm-hmm. But also, so like, so yeah, there's these like a couple breaks where um, Dan, there's like a couple breaks in his line. 
Yes. Yeah. But there's no, there's not red anywhere else to show that there was another vocalist. So. Yeah, they're not including the the touring musicians on this this timeline. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Corey Darst was the guy that I saw. The first two times I saw them, they played at a club in Sacramento, um, and he was great. He was a, a good. He had good uh, uh, stage presence. Anyway, let's play some timestamps. You want to hear a, a solo that almost feels out of place? Okay. <laughs> It's a good solo, but I, I feel like it's the only time Zayo ever does anything like that. Yeah, it's I'm very weird. Wrong, it's kind of uh, like cynic-y or something where it's like all like weird and jazzy and doesn't really line yeah. up with any of the other instruments. Yeah. But something this, this band is really good at, and uh, it's kind of been examples in the last two songs we were talking about, but they're really good at building tension and like making you want to like yell out things and you know the crowd jumps up uh but this is a good example of that but yeah they're they're really good at kind of like it's it's that thing that they were doing on the last two songs where Kind of everything drops out, and they're good at building that that tension. And yeah, I know how to do that. Except I have to do it like this because I can't move my fingers fast enough. So I have to do like a tapping version of it. Still pretty cool. Still cool. Still cool. No style points, man. <laughs> uh, this is right. one one fifty two. Yep, I know this, what you're playing. Of course, this is the I think two of two. Um, vocal parts that I can mostly make out, though I, it wasn't what I thought it was. I got two of the, th- the three words right last time. <laughs> I think I understand five words here. Let's see okay. if that's correct. Yeah. Okay, two things. One, uh-huh. I remembered the Slipknot song, and I'm going to pull that up. Oh, hell yeah. Two, it's funny. I I wrote this down on my notes as the incorrect lyric. Then, like, earlier today, I was listening to it again, and it clicked to me what he was saying. He's saying, mm-hmm. burn it down and walk away. Yes, sir. Very badass. Mm-hmm. I want, we're going to listen to it again, because this, like, entire week, before literally today I was listening to it, I thought he was saying... Rain it down on me. Oh sure. Okay, sure. so so listen to it <laughs> and think it. I'm gonna si- I'm gonna play a part a little earlier in the song, and I want to know what you think he says. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> hear that uh well i i could not i couldn't not hear it for the longest time so what, what am i gonna get wrong now okay let me let me pause real quick or um mute real quick hold on okay 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 i'm, I'm scared
so much easier. Hey, you did it. Okay. Whew. I had, n- <laughs> I had never even tried to know what he was saying at that point before now. So <laughs> Cody and I would always laugh that it, it sounds like uh, somewhat cheesier. I, you know, I, I was hearing cheese at first and <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah. I know that can't be right. So listen to either end of that word. <laughs> He's screaming about cheese. <laughs> yeah, we can really relate song. to this. Um, okay. Hey, will you, I have my Slipknot timestamp. <laughs> okay. Will you, will you play 152 that, that burn it down and walk away part? Will you let him scream that a couple times and then I'll come in with the Slipknot part. Okay and ruin this. It's a message for all the kids. Um, what does yeah, he say? No, he's saying people equal shit. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Not so much the music, but the uh, the, the vocal, vocal delivery yeah. is yeah. kind of similar. But anyway, whew, that's a load off my mind. I tell you what. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, are we, are we watching a video now? Yes, we are yes. going to watch this video. Okay, so this is actually, first they play the Ghost Psalm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to fast forward. Let's see. It starts at 6.10. Are you in there? Yep, I can see it, and I could hear it before okay. you fucked it up. All right, here we go. I'm going insane. <laughs> the camera pans to the left, and it's like when the Stone Ghosts played in the fire escape at Citrus Heights, and there was like three people there. Oh. I gotta say, Dan's brave because in the time of COVID, I do not want people singing into my mic. Yeah, yeah. I figured Dan feels he could probably just duck out of the way of COVID. (laughs) He's definitely uh, laying back a bit more. Really? Yeah, he's, he's, from what I remember, he's usually more in the crowd. I wonder if that's COVID or just age age or what? Maybe. Maybe a little of both. Yeah, shred it, Scott. Shred it. You can do that. I can. You know how. 
But that's it, I can't do anything else in this song. <laughs> I get the appeal of, of doing that, like grabbing the mic and, and singing along, but I also hate watching people do it. I'm like, I just just let Dan sing. I I kind of feel the same. Oh, there he is on the ground. Oh, there he is. And they're like, oh, sorry, I think we almost stepped on you. Let's help him up. I agree. It's. I think when you're in the moment, obviously you get you're getting carried away yeah. and yeah. When Dan sort of leans the mic towards the crowd, they're all like, me, it's for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a little, um, I don't know, ungentlemanly. Yeah. <laughs> the way they all and like want to grab it. I swear there's there's always a, a bald guy standing right there going like this, just waiting for the mic and then he grabs it. <sighs> I do like how once Dan completely relinquishes the mic, He's yeah. just like, like just walking around stage, just pacing. Yeah, it's like finally my night's my night's over. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah, that's a rad song. Um, so uh, are those are those first three songs the songs you regret sequencing the way you did? I, I wish I would have picked maybe one different song just to kind of break it up a little more. Okay, um, I don't with a little more dynamics uh i i kind of like what you gave and cool am worried what i'd be missing out on okay okay all right what well, slipknot song do i want to play next <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's jump ahead about 16 years yeah uh i i had a hard time kind of narrowing down where i wanted to go after self-titled um, because there are songs, there's quite a few songs on uh, Funeral of God that I like. And The Fear is What Keeps Us Here is, is another really great album. But I wanted to go with something off of Well-Intentioned Virus because I thought uh, this was the first time. And I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Scott is singing and this is the first time Scott sang, and I didn't hate it. Oh, so he has sung on other tracks before. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm usually not a fan. Does Dan sing at all on this song? I don't, I think maybe he sings a little bit. In some videos I was watching of the most recent album, I think I noticed him singing, but uh, I don't think he's really ever done that before in Zayo. Um, I think he's always doing his growly growl, but I could be wrong. Okay. Well, I guess we should say off 2016's The Well-Intentioned Virus, this is Broken Packed Blues. (laughs) 
Danny, I gotta say, this is my least favorite song on the playlist. As I was taking notes yesterday, I thought maybe you would find this song a bit plodding. Yeah, it's, I think it's the longest track that you gave me. Probably, I believe uh, so. Well, I mean, geez, I say that and it's barely over three and a half minutes. <laughs> um, so so maybe not, maybe, is how long's the last song? Oh, oh yeah, the, the last song's over four. Okay. Um, well, maybe this song just feels like the longest song. Yeah, yeah. It's, I feel like there's not really any leads mm-hmm. on this song. Um, it's not like, not that the other songs are pop songs, but there's not really any like strong melody or hook that I mm-hmm. latch onto. And there's certainly no part where I'm just like really rocking out to. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. I, I guess it's just kind of the most forgettable for me of sure, this playlist. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd kind of agree with that. This was kind of my wild card pick where I could have picked from different albums. I definitely wanted to include the last song. Um, so yeah, this was kind of the one that maybe I should have switched up. But let's listen to the uh, the clean singing. What? Where's your thirty six seconds? Oh, hey, that was mine too. Hey, here we go. So, yeah, you know, the song slows down a lot. It's it's very kind of a, a subdued part. The vocal presentation kind of gives me Deftones vibes a little bit. You know, you get a, you know, Chino kind of sounds like that. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure who's, if it's Dan or Scott doing that. I'm pretty sure I remember it being Scott, but. Well, this is what people come to the podcast for. Us yeah. being 50% sure about who's performing. Oh, I don't even know if I'm 50% sure. <laughs> 50? Ooh, it seems high. <laughs> um, Chino's a really good comparison. I was just going to say it's... There's a little new metal in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and not only with the vocals, but the like you said, the kind of plodding single note. Mm-hmm. Mm, kind of and i don't mean this in like terms of i don't like it but i just don't know how like new metal guitar often sounds ugly okay yeah if that makes sense this this guitar is kind of like ugly sounding it's not really a it's not a riff there's Mm -hmm. not really a melody it's it's very muddy and okay sure sure I have one other timestamp. Do you have anything else? I don't, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Um, So this is kind of where the song kind of picks back up. They don't do that same build like they have done on the previous three songs we were talking about. This transition back into picking the song up and getting heavy again is, is a little more abrupt. So yeah, kind of not super abrupt, but a little more abrupt. It doesn't have that same build. And I I get what you're saying about maybe the riffs just aren't as memorable on this song as some of the others. Well, I mean, so what 
at what point of the song does that happen? What's the, what was the timestamp you just played? Uh, two oh five. It it just and I feel like nothing really happens mm-hmm. in that song before that. And the next song there is kind of a little more space as well, but I feel like it it builds and gets somewhere a, yeah. a little sooner. And once you get there, it's a little more satisfying. You can kind of sink your teeth into it a little bit more. Not a bad song. I don't know if that means I wouldn't like the well-intentioned virus or mm-hmm. if that just, you know, wouldn't be my favorite song on the album. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't not, think it's a good representation of the album altogether. Uh, okay. Yeah. You were, but you were trying to mix things up on this. Playlist. I was trying to mix things up a little bit with that. I wanted to get one of those, a song that slowed down a little bit. Speaking of slowing down. Uh-huh. Dante's ready for bed. I did. The only thing I've eaten today is a footlong from Subway. Um, I wonder if that is weighing me down a little bit. A little bit. I'm going to have some white cheddar popcorn. Hopefully that makes me feel better. <laughs> hopefully this. Hopefully the lactose really yeah, yeah, picks yeah. me up. Danny, we're on our final song. Last song. From 2021. Hey, that's this year for, well, maybe it's last year actually. <laughs> from last As of today. <laughs> yeah, today it is this year. The Crimson <laughs> Corridor. The song is Croatoan. Um, Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say something too gross. <laughs> Too gross for this podcast? Yeah, too gross. You can text me later. Okay. Later, I'll text you right now. (laughs) Yeah, like I was just saying, this song opens with about a minute of kind of meandering, slow, and Mm -hmm. and it's not like a, a steady rock build. For a while, it's just kind of, I don't know what the right term is, but um, you're, you I kind of felt like I was waiting for what happens at 107 to okay. happen. Okay. And uh, Danny, mm-hmm. here's what happens. Okay. very cool yeah it is i love Um, the drum fill into that it's very like it's kind of sloppy i think it's neat and then danny you want to talk about gojira yeah of course i do because this part of the song reminds me of like gojira and alexis on fire Uh, i don't know anything about alexis on fire but i do know about gojira thanks to you Uh, thanks sure i don't know if i want to Except that, thanks.
those quick little guitar licks, very Gojira-ish to me. That part of the song rocks. Um, the the vocals are a little Alexis on Fire there. Oh, okay. And maybe, and I don't, I, Alexis on Fire probably considered a metalcore band. I think so. Um, so that tracks. Yeah. Oh, I also want to mention that the uh, the album artwork of this album, the Crimson mm-hmm. Corridor, it looks like a like a indie horror video game you download off Steam. <laughs> sure, sure. Which is cool. Um, <laughs> do you, do you mess with Steam at all? Do you ever play no. games on there? No. Have you ever played a board game, a physical board game called Ticket to Ride? I was going to ask you if you've ever played that because I have played that game and I love it. Really? Yeah. We're going to bring it. Oh, are you? Okay, cool. I was going to go buy it. <laughs> nah, I don't buy it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I really. we Danny played that over loves, at uh, my friend it. Dustin's house. Shuge's girlfriend and I, we've been playing each other on Steam recently this week. Oh. Um, it's, there's a pretty a very good Steam a, version a of the game. digital version of that game. Yeah, it's like 10 bucks, I think, okay, 9 okay. Uh Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring it. So uh, Amanda plays too? Amanda's not a big game person. <laughs> oh. So. So it'll be the three of us. It'll be the three of us. All right. I don't know why they gave us an orange soda, but you can drink it. Is it like Fanta? I know it's not Fanta, but... Ooh, is that inferior? <laughs> yeah, this song's great. Uh, this is my favorite Zayo song. Or How do I want to say this? This is one of the best Zayo songs I feel that they've come out with in a really long time. I was is very... this the best song on the new album? In I don't know opinion. if it's the best song on the album, but it I mean it's my favorite off the album. I'll I'll go. Okay. Yeah, it's my favorite off the album. I really really like it. I love uh when he get he gets that low growl saying grow grow This is very horror movie right now what you're doing. <laughs> hey, did you ever see It Follows? <clears throat> Not the whole thing. Um, I, I did enjoy what I was watching, but uh, I wasn't able to watch the whole thing and never went back. Can I ask what interrupted you? I think I was watching it on my own and Amanda got home. Okay. And I just never went back and I don't remember where I was and I should probably just start it over. Gotcha. Uh, is it was it Netflix? Like that was the horror movie I watched, you know, a handful of days ago, and really, oh, okay. really liked. It's really good, right? Really good. Yeah. Um, too scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and it still scares me. Sticks with me. There's a real tall guy, and I don't like that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. If if you finish it, we can talk about it. Okay. Okay. Song's great. Can I give it some seconds of winter? Please do. I feel that this band is in that zone of I liked. I didn't dislike anything you gave me. Mm-hmm. I really liked the first three songs. They were so digestible to me. Okay, which is not something you would necessarily think of a hardcore metalcore band. Yeah, I was. I was honestly uh, sort of expecting. Not to the same degree as 90 Pound Wuss, <laughs> but I was expecting you to not really like this band. And I mean, who's to say if I would like 
you know, a whole album of theirs, mm-hmm. we might never know. <laughs> because I'm going to have to listen to some other shit band here in a second. Uh, oh, and yeah. Then I'm gonna have, <laughs> and then I'm going to have to listen to some other shit band that I give you in a second. <laughs> And it's, it's kind of like It Follows, where it's just constant, <laughs> inevitable torture. Sure, sure. Re- really liked a lot of this. Um, I think I'm a better person for having known of Zayo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't even get into a knowing conversation about Christianity, I which know. is really good for us. That's good. I am going to give them... In honor of their place on NPR's Top 100 Songs of 2021, mm-hmm. I'm going to give Zayo 3.76 seconds of winter. Okay. Okay. Is that okay? Is that, does that seem fair? Three point, yeah, totally. 3.76. I think that's that's pretty good. Cool. That's like what? A, a C plus? Well, out of five, it would be... Yeah, I guess like a C plus. That's that's not fair. I don't think we can do it that way. Otherwise, everything below a B is not, or everything below a four is not really good. Uh, true, true. Okay. So. All right. 3.76. I like it. All right. Okay. I like it. I like it too. Do you give me a band now or do I give you a band? I give you a band. No, I give you a band because this was my band that I gave you. Next week or last week, depending on <laughs> what episode is going to come out first. After we talk about Go Team, you're going to give me a band. Did we already forget how this works? When we talk about a band that I give you, at the end of that episode, I need to give you a new band so that we can talk about the band that I give you next. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. All right. Give me a band. I'm, I'm more sure about this than I am sure about who is doing the clean vocals on Broken Pact blues and croatoan okay (laughs) um how do i want to introduce this slowly okay hold on let me look at my playlist really quick so you know who it is that's good I, i have a couple couple options Dante just muted himself because he's tired of listening to me breathe. My bad. Should I give him? Let me check something real quick. Let's see. Let's see. Fuck. All right. Ready? You've been ready for like 20 minutes while I'm thinking about this, right? I was listening back to one of our episodes to make sure you were right about how this works <laughs> at the end. Because it feels weird to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Dante, the next band I'm giving you, because we're talking about a sort of twee band, or we talked about a sort of twee band last week, or maybe next week, or I don't know when, when we talked about the GOAT team, we were talking about a sort of twee band. Uh, I'm going to give you a sort of twee band all the way from somewhere in England, Martha. Martha. Boy, this sounds familiar. Have we ever talked about Martha before? Uh, I believe I've mentioned them. Maybe Shugi's girlfriend has played Martha? Maybe. Have you ever played Martha around me? Sorry, we were just sexting. So she's, <laughs> she should be I was going to say, is that like a role-playing thing? or? 
<laughs> Do you have a teacher named Martha? <laughs> uh, boy, I don't think there is uh, a teacher that I there was a fifth grade teacher. She wasn't my teacher, but she was like our my my reading teacher or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a crush on her, and that was because uh, she was under sixty. <laughs> So that that really made her stand out. But after that, Ooh, I don't. Hot fifty nine. Hey, welcome to Hot Fifty Nine. Uh, welcome well, to Hot Fifty Nine, the MILF. Oh, uh, we're uh, stupid. Music, I love to follow. <laughs> Well, all of a sudden she stopped texting me back. Oh, nope, she's writing. She's writing. She's writing. She's writing. And she said, no, exclamation point. All right, well, there you have it. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you next time. Oh, bye-bye. Hey, Dante is going to bring Ticket to Ride. Remember that game we played at Dustin's house? You can't wait, huh? You can play that in here with the door closed. <laughs> <laughs>